Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Here's Gulami. Oh, what's in the box? Watchers, my name is Ian. This is Kenny. And this is Paul Damien. This is the one and only podcast that gives you not only a movie episode every week, but also a comic book episode. So this week we're talking about comic books. Well, at least on this episode. Today. Yes. Uh, we're going to be talking about Hawkeye uh, issues 1 through 12 by Kelly Thompson, Leo Romero, uh, or Leonardo Romero. Uh, Michael Walsh and Jordi Belair. Yeah, uh, on the colors. Back to some Hawkeye. You know, yeah. it hadn't been too long since we were already talking about these characters, but this is a strictly Kate Bishop essentially yeah. for this run. You know, we yes. don't get any uh, Clint Barton essentially this entire. If he does show up, twelve issue run as a guest. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so that's pretty cool. It's like, it's nice to get some content that's strictly kate bishop and to know that that's going to be like our complete focal point is getting to know her as a character you know in her la environment yeah even more so because this is all obviously post matt fraction yeah for sure you know and this is kind of the events that are basically leading right after what we've already kind of consumed up until recently correct well lemire had a run right in between that was mostly about hawkeye well mostly about clint Mm -hmm. and his brother growing up and the swordsman um, but then it also kind of sets up what Kelly Thompson would also do afterwards. So there is an issue in there that I wish we had read. I forgot that it was strictly in that run and not anywhere here. And it's about like how, uh, Kate like learns to love Clint, like as a young child, but we'll also talk about the show, which also talks about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so towards the end of the episode, we'll talk about the show, um, the Disney plus show, yeah. uh, a long time coming cause we've been away for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But yeah, let's get into it. Um, We're introduced to a bunch of characters in this book, and I respect that a lot with like what Kelly Thompson was trying to do, which is set up like her own, yeah, her own world, especially Mm -hmm. because it was so void of of, uh, New York and all the millions of superheroes over there. Mm -hmm. Um, She could come over here and set up like her own little condensed kind of indie comic that could pull marvel shit if it wanted to you know and that's how i felt about this book especially within these first 12 issues like what's going on definitely stands strong enough that other people would get involved it's not Mm -hmm. like such low scale shit she's dealing with that it's like why would fucking ant-man show up for this you know like what the fuck doesn't make any sense yeah but it does totally make sense that like jessica jones and characters like that would kind of make appearances in a comic book like this because of the the level of you know villain we are kind of dealing with alongside it the only thing that kind of makes me laugh about it, it the all the characters we kind of get brought in is like you know california is such an expensive place to live and you really have to kind of just wrap your mind around the reality that these people would be willing to spend their time for free helping out this character get yeah. these things mm-hmm. done on you know when they'd just literally be trying to get by financially i'm sure on their own time so beyond the reality of like god these people are just Willing to do all this shit for her for like, you know, hopes and dreams yeah. of maybe some financial gain. Um, but it's it shows that uh, her personality type and the fact that she yeah. draws people so much to her by being just such like a insane spirit, but, you know, such a positive spirit. And I think the this helped me kind of even grasp the idea of that ideology of Kate Bishop as a character even more so yeah. because this comic book really relies on her ability to like make people like her and then yeah. it's then you know so we see that a lot throughout the throughout this run yeah she is she is that kind of quirky character where she makes too many jokes and everyone complains about it but then can't like get away from her. Mm-hmm. they're somehow always drawn right back to her and we get that with you know all the characters that we have here um let's talk about I guess let's talk about the brief kind of overall thing that's going on here which is Brad well yeah Brad for sure <laughs> But, um, like, it starts out with her, like, trying to to find her father. Mm -hmm. Right. And then it leads into more LMD shit, which is the life model decoys, which is, you know, related to Madame Mask and Fractions Run. So it all kind of coalesces back to the same point that Mm -hmm. we're kind of expecting it to, you know, where we we want it to go to Madame Mask, but 
it wants to take a lot of detours trying to elude that maybe that's not all that's going on mm-hmm. here, you know? There's something greater. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Paul Damien, you didn't get to finish this book. I did not. Yeah. No, I got about halfway through. Yeah, that's um, all right. Right around the time where Jessica Jones is introduced. Yeah. Um, and then I, I read <clears throat> one and a half comics with Jessica Jones yeah. in it, so. Yeah. Okay. But I, I just didn't expect so much dialogue <laughs> like you put it off until this morning i did i really did it was it's completely my fault um but like when i first looked at it i was like oh it's like 260 pages yeah we so need some fail buttons it's not, yeah, it's oh, not I, I have one. too bad and, there you so, go. <laughs> and like i i read opus all in one morning as well yeah but opus and, yeah but opus yeah. was a lot easier to yeah. read so i mean this one definitely took a lot more time and mm-hmm. I, I did not prepare properly even though we had a lot of time. <laughs> we had plenty of time to read this, and it's all my fault. Yeah, no, I guess <laughs> I, I guess the expectations could have even been set, even for me, who's, who's someone who kind of read it, you know, mm-hmm. a while back already. You know, it's already been a few days since I finished. Because, um, yeah, like, I, Opus is something I would have told you. Give it two hours, and you will be mm-hmm. able to read this 300 pages. But, yeah, this was definitely something that took a lot more sitting down and reading. It's a lot of more conversational. But that is, you know, kind of what I was just talking on about Kate Bishop, how she talks, and that that's right. her whole bread and butter on getting people to like her is all the dumb shit coming out of her fucking mouth yeah. constantly all the time mm-hmm. and so that's why i feel like uh kelly thompson kind of did understand the character and her mission even though it's something Definitely. that is you know not always our favorite in a comic book to have so much dialogue it makes so much sense that this character would be so verbally outspoken to yeah. and have these giant mm-hmm. ridiculous spiels of just nonsense that you're reading sometimes because there were a few times where i was like oh my god like hey <laughs> shut up you know what i mean like, <laughs> So I actually I love uh, Kate Bishop. I love her as character. a character. Yeah, and I in the Hawkeye show, I the book. I really like. <laughs> I mean, we I could have, but then we'd be recording like two hours later. Mm-hmm. Um, True, but uh, I I love even the character in the Hawkeye show. Yeah, um, I think she's portrayed very well, and I think the actress does an amazing job yeah. at being her. Haley Steinfeld. Haley Steinfeld. There we go. <laughs> it's also on the board. <laughs> yeah, Haley Steinfeld. Um, it's Steinfeld. It's uh, Steinfeld Haley. Oh, oh um, shit. Bumblebee. Uh, yes, Bumblebee. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's in that one. Bumblebee. Uh, this Friday, we'll be talking about True Grit, one oh. of her big uh, breakout roles, Haley Steinfeld. Um, and it was before we had scheduled it, it was between True Grit and Bumblebee. And I was like, yeah. mm, I think True Grit might be more yes, fun to no, watch. <laughs> definitely. Um, honestly, when I saw her in True Grit, I was like, oh, that's why we're watching True <laughs> Grit. <laughs> so, yeah. spoilers, but we'll get there in a few days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Back right now, you guys have to listen to us talk about Hawkeye, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wrong button. Wait. Like the real Hawkeye? <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's that's good. That's an ongoing joke throughout this I book. I know. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it makes sense as someone who doesn't have like her own set identity, yeah. you know, as someone named, people would come up and be like, wait, no, where's Hawkeye? Just, no, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's me. He, it, I, I am the same thing, you know, yeah. and I even like the joke that the, the eyeball she draws is so poor. <laughs> I mean, no one even really understands. They're like, what, yeah. what is this sign even? I spent, so. I was up all night drawing that stupid eye. Now I have to draw it again. And it's drawn by Lara Romero, who is the <laughs> artist, and he's, he draws really fucking good, so it's like he can't draw a bad eye, so it's a little confusing <laughs> yeah. when you see it. You're like, that's not terrible. I know that's an eye. Probably better than I could have done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, so in the 80s, there was the the uh, West Coast Avengers. And so in L.A., in Hollywood, mm-hmm. Hawkeye was a member. Uh, Clint Barton was a member of that team. So oh, he is so already he a known figure in He has California. an establishment in California. And so I wish they kind Fair of... Enough did that a little bit more where they're like where's tigra and mm-hmm. wonder man where are these you know yeah. characters in it and like, she's didn't like, you all retire yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and and hawkeye or uh fucking uh what is her name oh hawkeye what is her name kate bishop i for some reason i blanked so hard her name's hawkeye <laughs> yeah uh she would just be like i don't know i don't know what you're talking about that's not me um Regardless, let's talk about this book because it has a lot to say about um I don't know. It just it wants to delve down a lot of cool ideas that mm-hmm. I really liked, like uh, the whole you know online bullying, mm-hmm. thing, the trolls. You know what I mean? We get that with Greg, who becomes Aggregate, which I thought was funny because it has Greg in the name. Yeah, Aggregate, Aggregate, Aggregate. Okay, so I didn't get 
far enough to learn that part where uh-huh. his name's Greg. Yeah. Um, but when you skip me ahead, you're like, here, read this for a little bit. She was talking to her dad uh-huh. and she's like, you, you know, aggregate works for you. I know it. And he's all aggregate. What a stupid name. His name's Greg. <laughs> like, and I, I was like, fuck, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's because anybody, I feel like, yeah, exactly. Everybody would want that, a persona in a world like yeah. this. You know, you wouldn't want like, oh, I have these powers. Well, my name's Greg. It'd be like, no, my name's something like aggregate, you know, yeah. like, you know, like, dude, that's fucking cool. <laughs> Especially for like a douchey fragment. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like any, every, even us, you know, as guilty as we would be if we had powers, would be like, "Fuck, what's my fucking name gonna be?" Like Captain Underpants, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, it depends on the power. Yeah, that's yeah. that's true. Right. Paul Damon, you have underpants powers. What do you do? I mean, what do you mean underpants powers? Like uh, I can you, change underpants faster than anybody in the world. Uh, you know, I don't know you. Or I can use my underpants that's a to private defeat crime. Thing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm it's not a looking. private thing because it's we, underpants. We don't know the limitations. You're captain private. <laughs> I'm captain private. There you go. We don't know the limitations of your powers. You know? <laughs> Save, saving captain private. Oh, nice. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, well, I, one of the things I wanted to say to you, Kenny, earlier was when you were talking about all these characters, Mika, Ramon, Ramon Johnny, 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 and Quinn. So Mika and Ramon are a couple. Yeah. Right. Uh, Mika is the one that comes to Kate originally talking about how she has she, these, st- these stalkers. Online stalkers. Or mm-hmm. trolls that keep, you know. She she thinks it's just the one guy, Larry. Like, we're going to kill you, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Um, and... Then it's revealed that like the building that Hawkeye is also renting is also part of a surf shop that mm-hmm. Ramon runs. And so and then Ramon's brother ends up being in like an alleyway whenever Kate kicks right. ass. It's just weird how like small they all come together. this world becomes. Yeah. And then Quinn is just some college student that she begs to help she literally runs into him in the library and just like you're my primary teammate now you're my guy in the chair that quick and going to what you were saying earlier like just hopes and promises of money she tells him she'll pay him like 10 to 12 dollars an hour and she doesn't have any money we all know that we all know he knows that (laughs) we know that from the various bags of peas she just throws away this guy who's amazing at background checks probably has looked into her (laughs) that's true so what i wanted to say was Johnny and Quinn love her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They they want to be with her. And then Mika owes her a favor. And then also she's a superhero. Yeah. And so it's almost like if you already have this kind of relationship with a superhero. Wouldn't you want to help them? You kind of would want to stick around a <laughs> yeah. little bit more, you know? Especially because they follow her into every dingy club, mm-hmm. into every dingy party, which is I love about this book. We we go down all these different rabbit holes of LA. And it's really cool to see these different ideas and, and different avenues that you can go in L.A. rather than something like New York, where, you know, if you went to the club, it would be full of like the Melter and Shocker and, and those guys. That's true. Right. But if you go here, it's brand new characters. Yeah. You know aggregate. What I mean? Exactly. <laughs> aggregate. It's Greg. <laughs> it's Greg again. Um, no, and I liked the kind of ominous that we immediately get so early on of the TBC and the fact that it's like very like uh, they make a joke later on. Very. Uh, what's that stupid Tom Cruise movie? Oh, uh, Minority? No. no. Um, oh, fuck. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm uh, the Stanley to... Kubrick one. Yeah, eyes wide shut. Eyes wide shut. It's yeah. very eyes mm. wide shut right out the gate where it's like, what is it's a very Illuminati esque, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And that's what I've always kind of thought of Madame Mask, is that's what the kind of shit she'd be kind of running yeah, realistically. Sure. She'd have some weird sex shit going on, you know? It's the same <laughs> it's just, she's a freak. Yeah. She's well, a freak. she there'd be like six of her banging like <laughs> yeah. clients, you know what I mean? Like she's banging them. Yeah, like, she's, she's she has pegging. strap-ons. Yeah. yeah. God damn it. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, and so I really liked that kind of ominous tones that were set in this book early on. And it's something I feel like exactly it would be harder to do in New York to be yeah. like, well, here, there's this whole underground, you know, world we've never even seen before. But in L.A., it feels like something so fresh and realistic to the environment yeah. you get more in L.A. Mm-hmm. of Like these wild parties and, you know, like drug induced people and, you know, everyone just wanting to have fun, essentially, yeah. you know, so it's such an easier or it's much more of an attractive uh kind of get that they would have going on in that kind of environment you know for sure so. and and as to what ian was saying before like a lot of the other stuff is just kind of overplayed nowadays mm-hmm. so it's it's fresh mm-hmm. yeah you know for sure it, it feels like a different book it feels mm-hmm. like it's not even necessarily related to marvel you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and i really like that i think this book if you've watched the show you can probably pick this book up 
you know, I think I think this is a great Honestly, book. Honestly, yeah. No, and, I and the character so definitely translates. I yeah. mean, absolutely. I mean, that goes back to, once again, Haley Steinfeld's, you know, it's superb acting and portrayal of the character. And the thing is, is it took a little bit of me reverse learning the character to be like, oh, no, she's definitely doing the character wonderful justice in the show because mm-hmm. of, look at anything that's ever been written on it. You know, yeah. she's the, she's got the quirky. She's got the kind of aloofness to like the bigger things going on in yeah. life, you know, and I think that's that as well as what makes the characters so endearing for like our generation is it's that that reality that none of us really have it totally figured out or what we've got going on so that relates so greatly to her that there's just constantly some element of everything going on that she's not totally in control of you know like or she didn't totally consider you know 100 percent so um there was even a little bit of a easter egg to matt fraction where she was like uh i think it was like the everything is fine, you know, like oh, well, we yeah, got yeah. that running theme back in Matt Fraction's run with Clint well, Barton. Like, uh, it starts out and it's like, I know this looks bad. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I know this looks bad, but everything is fine, yeah. you know, and I love that. I liked that she would do that, you know, yeah. like kind of be like, oh, well, here I am, just like Clint, you know, in some fucking quirky situation I got to get out of. So I, I relate to that aspect of Kate a lot, <laughs> where when she's with Clint, she's the she's the she has her shit together mm-hmm. and she's like the like uh, older sister you know to clint where clint's you know obviously older than her mm-hmm. but she is like the better version of a hawkeye to him but then when she's separate from clint she's allowed to then revert back into like well fuck this isn't going all the way according <laughs> to plan right you know and i i really love that because that's real life you know what i mean i i feel like i struggled with anxiety a lot before Ashley, before mm-hmm. I got with Ashley. Um, and now that we've been together for so long, I am like The Rock. And in every situation, I'm like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. No. <laughs> the way Paul Davian looked at me, I was like, is that the joke he's going to make? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I'm I'm able to think level-headedly and just be like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Everything's going to be okay, you know? But... Mm-hmm. When I'm alone, I can imagine going back to anxiety-induced. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's just, it's almost like they need that familial bond to then have that relationship. Have you know that I mean? strength, yeah. yeah. She's she's better at taking care of people than she is at taking care of herself. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Do we see yeah. that with the fucking trio she's round up here? Yeah, or not trio, the quad quadrio. Um, the, the issues with Jessica Jones where these four kids show up Mm -hmm. and they're here to help. And Jessica Jones is like, you have sidekicks? You have too many sidekicks. Yeah, this is too many sidekicks. (laughs) This is way too many sidekicks. (laughs) Way, way too many. You bring in one civilian and have them help you. You don't bring in fucking five (laughs) and a dog. What the fuck is wrong with you? I thought that was pretty good. If, Honestly, if I was Kate Bishop at that moment, I'd be like, you have a child. (laughs) You're toting around a small person. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> speaking of which where is she where's danielle i guess she's with luke um <laughs> luke cage yeah luke cage yeah you got it right from, um from what Mortal Kombat? Where from, was, oh yeah. johnny cage god damn it the, him too. Uh, that's, the, that's the one with the that's metal arms yeah. <laughs> that's the one. yeah that's jack jacked cage yeah jack's cage <laughs> god damn it oh um Dang, but, y'all think jacks was a ripoff of luke cage no no i do Mm-mm. I think they're Axel. like strong, strong black guy. I think Axel from <laughs> what? God damn it! Uh? <laughs> like well, we're gonna give ours metal arms. <laughs> Are you doing an It's Always Sunny character where you're like allowed to be racist because you know it's like a bad character? <laughs> you're being a bad they're, character. They're all the bad characters. <laughs> um, I think everyone in Mortal Kombat secretly racist. Oh no! I don't. Sexist. Well, I mean, they do make up some Asian words know, sometimes. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but they also let let the fans make characters, so they can get a slide. Oh, what fan made it? What character? Oh, Kratos, uh, Noob Saibot, or when the, he was named. Yeah, no, oh, he's based Boone? on a character because of Boone. In one of the creators yeah, named Boone, yeah, no. is Tal Tal. It was fuck. There was there's Scar. No, not Scar. There's Ermac. Where everyone thought that Ermac was a character, but it was just code within the game. They're like, that's right, breaking the game apart, and they found some code, and it said Ermac, but that was just like some sort of yeah, just error. We <laughs> yeah. just a glitched out <laughs> set of letters, and they're like, oh yeah, they're like, oh, I can't wait till, until Ermac shows up. He's a red ninja, and then so they did it. <laughs> so they did it. What's the girl one too? They did that same thing. They oh, did Scarlet. Scarlet, yeah, and they there's, were like, there's a red one. <laughs> there's, I think there's a lot of characters in Mortal Kombat that are like that. 
Like, I think you might be right. Probably the, the most fan-serviced video game yeah, ever. You know, honestly. I mean, what a way to fucking make characters. Like, so easy, though. Like, just... That's true. Give them literally... What People are just like, Urbeck! 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 And they're like, all right, sure. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to make characters. Right? It works. It works. All we have to do is just make him red. There you go. <laughs> have fun. He's a red ninja like you guys wanted. Moves that's exactly the same. <laughs> he plays just like Scorpion. Go have fun. Um, that happened with... Uh, oh, fuck. Street Fighter. Street Fighter 2... But the opposite, where there's a mistranslation in some of Ryu's dialogue, mm-hmm. and he says something about you'll never be as good as Shen Long, and everyone was like, "Oh, Shen Long is some guy. That's <laughs> that's the guy that trained Ryu," and every there's all this lore around Shen Long, and it was just a mispronunciation, and it was supposed to be like his like his martial art style or something like that. And so there's a bunch of like fan-made characters of Shen Long, but Capcom's like, no, no stop. Stop. <laughs> it doesn't exist. <laughs> I think Dan Hibiki in like Street Fighter 4 or something, he references Shen Long. They're like, Eddie, you'll never be good as Cap Awara. And they're like, oh, who's Cap Awara? <laughs> From Tekken? <laughs> who's Captain Awara? <laughs> We gotta find this Captain O'Hara. <laughs> okay, back to Hawkeye. <laughs> oh, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, that's what we're talking Apparently. about. They should put her in Mortal Kombat. <clears throat> she wouldn't fit in Mortal Kombat. She'd kick ass. Yeah, she's too big. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's a real too person. Big. <laughs> she'd just stand on the disc and break it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so some of these characters, some of these bad guys, like Aggregate, whenever mm-hmm. he becomes like the human Hulk that he becomes. Yeah. I thought it looked pretty the sick. The ripoff Hulk. Yeah. yeah. I, I love a lot of the character designs for mm. these newer kind of characters. Like um, when her dad finally shows up, Derek Bishop, and he's younger now, he's not bald, he doesn't have the beard, he looks fucking dope. Yeah. He looks so cool. It looks so, like Pierce Brosnan or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly. So I see um, on the board mm-hmm. that it says Dahlia... Dash dragon, so I didn't get that far. So Dahlia <laughs> is the dragon. That's yeah. what I expected. Yes. Yes. So okay. uh, let's go ahead and talk about that whole arc because Jessica Jones comes in to help her, and they find this girl that's been missing, but she's had like extreme plastic surgery. Yeah, or something. She, yeah. Her sister's looking for her, but right. she's like unrecognizably this like famous model now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. And and Brad is desperately trying to date her, the mm-hmm. fucking surfer douchebag. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't want anything to do with it. She barely wants this lifestyle. But her, what happens, what what ends up happening is Bishop, Kate Bishop has to talk her down from being a dragon because she's like a dragon up at the Griffin Observatory. Right. And when she comes down, she basically lets us know what happened to her. So I was about to get there. Then. You were about to get there. Like yeah. literally when uh, you had opened up my, the, my book earlier, yeah. um, that's the page I was on where they're going to the observatory. And so what happens is the dragon knocks Jessica Jones off the observatory. And so she gets knocked out down down at the bottom. And so Kate Bishop has to fight a dragon all by herself. Um, and they keep making like Daenerys jokes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, she said earlier, like, hopefully nobody says Dracarys. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it just makes those dragons in Game of Thrones go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> little, little bastards just start breathing fire everywhere. I don't know jack shit about. Uh, uh, I, I don't Thrones. know. It's, it's something about. It's a, uh, it's, it's. The word for poop. Yeah. No, what is it actually? I want it to means know. fire. It just oh. mean, it literally means fire. Yeah, and and it makes them. It's a command. Oh, like, so like Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, she's literally basically going fire, and they go. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's that simple. She, she like points, or she'll just like basically just saying burn them. It's in Valerian, which yeah. isn't. It's like a dead society. It's like it's like saying something in Latin, you know. It's like a society that doesn't exist anymore, but what her family comes from. So that's why she would know it, you know. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Simple as that. We should. Do you want to? Do you guys want to do Game of Thrones? No, <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, we'll do the new series when it starts coming not. out. We have that. That's a thing now. All about the. Know. All about exactly that too. The fucking. I was. I was talking pre- about that. The recently, old shit. Yeah. That I don't think I'll ever be able to rewatch it. Really? Yeah. Like I loved it. 
it was amazing, but I don't think I can go through that again. I'd only rewatch <laughs> it if I was watching it with someone who'd never seen it before. I think yeah, like I, maybe enough. I'll rewatch an episode here yeah. or there that in an iconic, but unless I'm watching it with someone who's experiencing it for the first time, I don't think I'd ever. Okay, sit then let's the do it again. I think it's been decided. You're we'll do, do it? three episodes a week now. Every Monday we'll come out with Game of Thrones Mondays, yeah. where we do an episode on each two episodes of Game of Thrones. Well, we're, we have, to, we have like, to watch it together. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, well, we have to act like we didn't realize the hype. We're like, have y'all heard of this show? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just yeah. be full energy. Like no one's ever. We're like we can't believe no one's talked about this series before. <laughs> I don't see anyone talking about this online yeah. anywhere because <laughs> all the fans have abandoned. abandoned. <laughs> wow. Um, how is no one doing a podcast <laughs> on this series it's crazy so whenever the last like few episodes had been coming out and it was still like very um fresh the wounds were very fresh mm-hmm. on everybody's on everybody's like uh hearts i tweeted um oh man i'm so glad i didn't take up everybody's offer on watching this very bad show <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> so Wonderful. People had to be like, true. <laughs> Wonderful. You should have put it in like best series finale and just like lean in how much you loved it. God damn it. Um, but yeah, you know, K Bishop. Yeah, so Kate what's her Bishop. name? Dahlia comes down. She transforms back into the human. Hold, you're mm-hmm. catching a panchim right now? No, I'm, I'm just feeding You're feeding him. him. Okay. Feeding him. This is the most distracted episode in the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all right. But Dahlia comes back down, and she turns back into the girl, mm-hmm. and she's like, I think I'm an inhuman? I don't know. The Terragenesis mist put me in a cocoon, and I came out, and I was beautiful, but also I turn into a dragon. <laughs> Is it at 11.23 at night? Or 11? I don't think she even explains, because she, she doesn't even totally understand. It's just yeah. sometimes oh. she turns into a dragon. Well, she says every night it's happening sooner and sooner yeah. in the night. Oh, okay. That's why she was writing down times. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's why I was asking. Yeah. Because they but, mentioned that time. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, But I hope some of these characters show up again. Like I would love for her to get a, get like control of her dragon ability. And mm-hmm. she could be like fucking, she could be like the Hulk mm-hmm. or she Hulk, but instead she's like a dragon. She would have to be like anthropomorphic. You know what I mean? Right. She, to make it look cool and be cool. <clears throat> but I think that would be so cool. Yeah, like, I mean, she could get a grip on it and have like a more middle ground version of it. She can transform into or she's still more personified, you know, yeah. like um in uh, my hero. Oh, is that something that happens? There's a woman that's literally named like Dragon or something. Oh, interesting. But hers is a more realistic transformation like y'all are talking about, where it looks more human-esque. You can kind of tell who she is. Like in her face, you can still kind of see it, but she's very kind of like classic medieval dragon, at least in shape, you know? But um, no, that's what I love about that show is that sometimes the quirks are just on the nose because her quirk is just dragon that's yeah. her power it's like the guy that's in their class whose quirk is tail dude and he has a tail yeah that's his quirk and i'm like how did he make it into the hardest hero class in and in- well you know they're gonna show him now Ooh. fight and he's gonna be like the most badass dude ever and you're like how tails tells are strong man he's, he's okay he just literally wears a karate gi all the time which is it's like that's okay but i kind of like um the the dragon that Dahlia turns into because mm-hmm. she yeah. looks like almost like a salamander. Yeah, so I, mean, I think it's just really interesting. It's this cool. isn't even me trying to throw out. It just made me think of Shrek. Funny enough, <laughs> I, just, I don't know why, but I just thought that like the way that it looked, like the fact that her hair was like the horns and everything. I was like, it just I don't know. It looks like something that'd be kind of in like a like a DreamWorks type animation. Yeah, I mean the the design is very unique. I have never mm-hmm. seen a dragon look like this. I wouldn't have even really considered it a dragon other than what else do you call a giant lizard. flying lizard? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I, I I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. But then Jessica Jones pretty much, she imparts her wisdom and then goes home. Um, and then Kate finds her dad. That's like the next kind of few issues after Okay. That. And so she finds her dad. And at first she's infiltrating the building and she's dead set on believing it's Madame, Madame Mask. Mask. And then it's... I think oh, we are too, kind of. Yeah, we point. are too. And I think one of the like... Uh, so we do see Madame Mask goons in this book, mm-hmm. and they're unfortunately not the bellboys, I which I was a little bummed by, but they do look badass. They have like uh, Robin masks that are like Madame Mask's like right. gold mm-hmm. mask. I, I think Madame Mask's design and all these dudes look really fucking And I cool. like the idea that she would have people like that that like could easily just exactly pop mm-hmm. on that little mask, and then all of a sudden she's got 
people working for her all around you and it's like holy shit you know yeah. so i like the idea that she would be someone who would kind of always have agents everywhere in la you mm-hmm. know like exactly. she she has someone in every fucking everywhere you know everybody's working for her yeah and i still don't completely understand her though who madam mask yeah because I, I haven't read it very much with her that's other the than the last hawkeye comic she's one of those characters that you have to have a pretty good understanding of like her history already within the marvel universe pre these books to fully get the grasp on her because i don't know how much she had to deal with lmds before fractions Mm -hmm. run i don't know at all her whole story beforehand i think she was an iron man villain for the most part oh okay and so yeah for her to suddenly be so tied up with kate bishop it's it's almost like they have to re-establish her with this lmd kind of trip or or go back and explain some of her stuff because I agree with you. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't know her full story. Honestly, I want her to be like the L.A. kingpin of Essence. That I would, would love to dope. see them as like yeah. essentially the counters on the opposite coast. You know, I want to see her be that level of powerful and be the you know the exactly the L.A. version of yeah. it. And I think she'd be the perfect character to kind of take on that mantle because exactly the facelessness to her. I mean, everything about her. You know, the fact that we do know what she looks like, but the fact that she just perpetually wears a mask anywhere. Yeah. Um, I think makes her such like an intimidating, you know, presence, you know, anytime she shows up. And exactly. It just takes having the little TBC card with a golden mask on it. And you yeah. know who's fucking with you, you know, right. so subtly. Um, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll finish talking about Derek Bishop and the LMDs, and then also talk about the Hawkeye TV show. Hell yeah. All right. Well, okay. Wa- hey, welcome back, guys. Welcome back. We are talking about Hawkeye yes. by Kelly Thompson, 1 through 12, specifically Kate Bishop. Yep. Kate the Bishop, as, uh, <laughs> as the bros would say. <laughs> or as, or as, as Yelena says, says yeah. or the bros, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The tracksuit bros. Um, but yeah, let's uh Derek Bishop. We finally come into his office and it's not Madame Mask. We were like, Oh, okay. What Just, is hi dad? What is he up to? He stays I am amazed she recognizes him. I, it's like I wouldn't I mean, I guess I know what my dad looks like when he was younger, but if I first walked in, I'd be like, Are you like a weird who are you? You know, I'd be yeah. like, Are you a weird cousin of mine? You yeah. look just like my dad. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I wonder if she was like half expecting it mm-hmm. or something. And at this point, she's worked with LMDs, so and she yeah. kind of is, is expecting Madame Asta to walk in and see the youngest version of your father. It's like, oh, great, bro got a robo body. Yeah. Robo body. God damn it, robo dad. So that's another thing, is they don't clarify what LMDs are anymore, mm-hmm. which they make it seem like it's a new bio-organic functioning clone. And I'm sure it's probably somewhere in between. I'm sure it's, they still have like maybe like cyborg-esque features or like not totally human bioengineering it within yeah. them, but I'm sure big parts of it, like the brain and stuff, are probably very much uh, real, you know, biomaterial. So. There's, there's a part of me that understands that that's not important mm-hmm. but there's a part of me that's also like i want to know what these lmds are like yeah and i mean that yeah. that, that i mean that breaches and you know we just experienced ghost in the shell because then yeah. they would breach the kind of questions of all that <laughs> yeah. kind of shit like how disposable are these bodies really yeah. if they are that bio you know much you know human exactly you get what i'm saying but um i'm glad that they didn't throw away the old design of Derek bishop mm-hmm because she had that photo hanging on her like uh, yarn wall of him, you know? And so then we finally get to see that photo kind of falling on the floor next to the profile of her now new LMD dad. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is the same dude for sure. It's just one bald, one beard. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I was curious. One bald, um, one beard. <laughs> in the show, Derek Bishop is dead. Her father's dead. Yes. Um, so is the stepfather taking that role? So we'll talk about the stepfather late. Yeah, okay. I think the mom is more taking the role. Is yeah. what we've seen okay. is that the mom obviously has done. They role. wanted to make it more of like a I did what I had to do for my daughter. You yeah. know what I mean? And less like oh well, evil dad. You know? I think the daddy <laughs> issue, kind of edge of a of a woman's like upbringing, especially a hardened woman, mm-hmm. is kind of played to death. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that they did Eleanor Bishop in the in the movie yeah. or in the show. Um, but yeah, so Derek Bishop basically explains that sometimes with these bioorganic LMDs, if you're rebuilt, it can unlock latent powers hidden within your DNA. And maybe they don't, they don't fully understand it yet, but it's an easy way to kind of just throw away the, or not throw away, but throw in the idea of like anyone can have powers. Mm-hmm. If you, 
if you build this LMD power body of yourself. And then it kind of leaks, or he not leaks, but explains that that's kind of what Madame Mask has been trying to do this whole time, is she keeps building these new bodies, hoping she'll finally get those powers. Yeah, the right body will give her the right, or will finally be the right formula Mm -hmm. for her to get a power set. Because her dad, Count Nefaria, has powers. Mm -hmm. So it only makes sense that somehow, somewhere within her DNA, there are powers, and she can't figure out how to unlock them. Um, which I thought was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. And then that's, it explains what happened with aggregate. Maybe his LMD wasn't fully uh, like able to hold his powers. Yeah, his powers. Because then he explodes yeah. into yeah. green goop, which was fucking awesome. Well, I thought he just exploded because he was about to give away. Oh, you think it was about... like a, like a, oh, you're about to give up that debt, like, Trigger. Yeah. It. yeah. It was exactly. like a trigger in his mm-hmm. neck or something. Because like she was just saying, like, what an evil coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> That's you true. Know? You so, know, and, and we don't get the explanation within these twelve issues, which I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that just hearing that leads me to believe that that's more than likely what was going what was happening. It's true. That's a good call. Um but from there we do finally see Madame Mask. Um mm-hmm. She finally gets played into Because she this. gets to hear this whole conversation is the big plot twist. And so she's like, oh, okay, so I just need someone else body. Yeah. And so what she does is she kidnaps Kate, locks her up in, a, I guess, the basement of one of her mansions, and then she's now in an LMD. She's superior Kate's. Spider-Man's her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The superior spa- Kate Bishop, Space yeah. Bishop. <laughs> so wait, what? <laughs> so she puts her, like... I guess you can only have like one mental like host at a time. Yeah, like you like can only one be in psyche. one body at a time. Yeah, and so she puts herself in a Kate LMD, mm-hmm. and so she goes and has a night on the town with her fr- with Kate's friends. She gets to kiss both Johnny and Quinn separately. Kate's watching all of this on a monitor, locked what, up what behind bars. Yeah, <laughs> and um. And she also fights Oddball in like the oh that's in the club just shows up out of nowhere yeah. yeah which I thought was pretty funny. Who's Oddball? Oddball's just a, a goofy yeah D rate villain yeah yeah he, he throws like exploding balls. <laughs> okay, so he's different from Eight Ball. Yes, <laughs> and Very different from it. the Orb. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> honestly, I was thinking about being Eight Ball for Halloween. This oh, year. that's yeah. such a good idea! What if you were Eight Ball and Kenny was Shocker and I was Melter? Oh my god! How dope would that be? You will have a melted crowbar for you. <laughs> just be crying over it the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Only we would get the reference. Yeah. <laughs> True. Oh man, that would be so dope. I, we, th- I told. I actually really want to be eight ball, but I think Amber wants to do something together. So yeah, oh, well, we'll see. She can be eight. We should be. She this. can be eight egg. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we should all be Spider Man villains. That sounds great. Yeah, that does sound great. I mean, I have Spider Man. I could be Spider Man and just kick y'all's no, ass. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You could be Hawkeye. I like that idea. I think Ashley wants us to be Hawkeye. Like, both of us Hawkeye. That'd be cool, too. But they're not lovers. That's my whole Aren't thing. Aren't Well, one time... You know, in Mad Fractions run, we got a little bit of, like, you know... No. No, no. No. Well, I it... mean, like, on Kate Bishop's side, there definitely was there. Like, there's parts where he like, has oh. a shirt off and stuff, and she's kind of like... Damn it, this guy's hot. You know what I mean? Like, it, it did hint Which like a we, we romantic relationship. Book, yeah. Where every time there's abs, yeah. <laughs> it points out the abs. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. And I like the, we haven't really talked on that, but there's so many of those moments we get where exactly it's like we get to see her perception of scanning the room. Yeah, and everything she notices when she scans the room. And there's mm-hmm. always like at least two or three absolutely ridiculous things thrown in there, like the abs, the, yeah. the tasty pizza that server is walking by yeah. with. You know, it's like she always has to notice food, abs. <laughs> And, and I like, don't know, whatever, yeah, something people. glamorous, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, hairdos, <laughs> it's it's good. Mm-hmm. I love the way this book is written, I love a lot of what happens. I love the art, fucking Leo Romero's art is fucking next level. I think it perfectly encapsulates kind of like, I mean, it's like both as much as Kelly Thompson knew the character she was writing, Leo Romero knew the kind of artwork that would be laid out to make this book run the way that it needed to feel which is like lighthearted and quirky the colors definitely even keep it kind of light at times that make it feel more like an la vibe you know you don't get the darkness or grittiness i feel like you get in like you know new york style you know alleyways and stuff everything's vibrant everything has kind of an ocean vibe even when we're in the more city rave kind of environments you know you still feel like you're on the west coast so i really think uh it drives home the the 
the casualness of the read that this book kind of wants to be because even though it does delve in some big conversation thoughts which is like exactly like the the daddy issues we see her mm-hmm. dealing with in this the idea of you know kidnapping and you know cyberbullying all of it it still feels very uh lighthearted in a way yeah, you know right. i never felt like i was like fuck reading this comic you know true that's very true um i'm kind of gonna gonna breeze through like the big yeah. plot points real quick mm-hmm. so the reason she goes to the tower where she thinks uh madame mask is and it ends up being Derek bishop is she gets a bloody necklace in the mail mm, that's bloody right. necklace belongs to her mother it the the emblem on the necklace is a triangle each side of the triangle represents her her sister and her mother it's like the, Ooh, the which the we triforce. haven't really seen much on her sister. It's like no. the Triforce. Yeah, the Triforce or the uh the spirit, the, the Bishop Holy Force. Ghost, you know. Yeah, the Triforce. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Wisdom, yeah. power, and courage. Oh boy. Oh oh boy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um and then from there she she escapes the LMD or like the basement of Madame Mask's mm-hmm. whole hideout. And her dad's there. Her dad's also captured, and she doesn't even, like, take the gag out of his mouth and asks him, did you kill mom? And he, we don't get the answer, which I think is also perfect writing because he he emotes enough of a way that it seems like he has killed her mother. There's guilt. There's blatant guilt there. And I think that that's a great way of writing where we we can move the story forward and have Kate believe that her dad has killed her mother, but us as a reader are smart enough to know that's not definitive. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, we see a lot of flashbacks that are kind of heart-wrenching and drawn perfectly. Mm-hmm. They're in that purple haze. Yeah, There's not a lot of white, color. Yeah. yeah, I love They feel that like memories when exactly. you're reading them. Oh, God, it's so good. I love the way it's portrayed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, uh, Detective Rivera shoots the LMD that has uh, Madame Mask's body in it, and then or mind, and then she escapes somehow. Um, Which and, I think I love what they say right there. We're like these freaking villains, man. They're like magicians. You can't look away for a second, or they're gone. You know, and it's like that was how they saw it, and it's so funny. I like when comic books call that kind of self, yeah, you know, silliness out. Where it's like they're self aware. Well, yeah, yeah, they're self aware. Like, well, we need her to not be there or get caught, so she's just gonna vanish. <laughs> uh, I also just wanted to say I actually really love uh, Kate Bishop. And Detective Rivetta's relationship, yeah, and how they treat each other. I think it's, I think it's hilarious. Yeah, I think it's the perfect kind of relationship that you want with a, this kind of superhero with a cop. We can, yeah. and we kind of had it with the like another the previous detective, yeah, yeah, in yeah in the Mad yeah, Fraction the, run. Yeah. Uh, so, but I think this was just yeah had a little bit more banter between these two, and we got to you know this character a lot more because I couldn't even name that officer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he uh you know it's funny in the back of the book. Let me flip to the back of the book real quick cuz it you see um like uh what is it called concept art for mm-hmm. him. Let me get let me get back there. What? So one thing yeah while you're doing that. One thing mm-hmm. I was going to say is that it's kind of str- it was strange to me cuz I kind of felt like after issue 11 this book kind of was done and yeah. 12 felt like just an extra little tack on at the end. And I thought that was really interesting considering this is obviously all a uh a, a contained run you know what i mean this yeah. is a collected run it felt like a detective coddle there he is coddle there see you and they share a page this is like concept art for the characters that's and cool. so it was very much hmm. probably expected that he would show, show up, up at some in, point in this book somewhere but anyway go on um yeah i just really felt like the last issue you know where we get to see the wolverine and i guess honey badger mm-hmm. uh find they show up felt like it was almost like they finished the story a little early and we're like fuck we still need one more, <laughs> I- one more issue uh let's just have a fun cameo uh yeah uh, issue and I, I mean it is great i really enjoyed the last issue of this book um i really love x23 and it's nice to get to see her in kind of a more like casual environment where she's getting to like hang out with friends and stuff and it isn't yeah. just all violence and wolverine dying and stuff you know so. yeah. yeah it made me um uh, kind of upset when i walked in here and saw the board and saw that wolverine was on there <laughs> so, I mean, and you didn't get to read it <laughs> yeah i was all fuck man you can literally just read issue 12 it, it's yeah. pretty good and that's my, the point i'm kind of making is enough, that it yeah. really doesn't have anything to do too much with everything else we've seen up until this point besides getting to see kind of like kate bishop's like oh, well, this is everything going on with me right now mm-hmm. you know <laughs> Um, it's cool because she's also wearing her black costume, Wolverine, mm-hmm. 
and it looks dope. I love the way it looks. Um, and then also there's the whole gag where she just got done dealing with fucking Madame Mask in her clone body, and she's like, oh, clones, tell me about <laughs> yeah. it. I hate clones. And then you just see Honey Badger and Wolverine just standing there like, uh, uh, we're, we're clones. clones. Yeah. <laughs> oh no 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 no! I didn't. I mean, didn't mean y'all. I mean, like <laughs> your clones are cool. Yeah. My clones, no no. <laughs> I really like the part when they get captured and we learn that you know Honey Badger can't feel anything, and they all get captured. And they're like, well, we can cut our legs, our feet off, but then we're not gonna have feet for a while, and yeah. also it's gonna be fucking painful for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the life of a Wolverine. You know. Like, Speaking of which. Tom Taylor, we were talking about that off the podcast. He created Honey Badger. Dang. All this this lore that Laura's dealing with uh-huh. at this point, all Tom Taylor's run. Dang. It's fucking mm. good shit. I love that book. Um, and then we also see Jonathan the Wolverine, which we, you know, he's from that book, and we see him interact with Lucky, their immediate friends. So are they do they have their own book? Is that where she comes from? I yeah. I feel like I don't know anything about fucking Honey Badger. I didn't yeah. realize that was a thing yeah. at all. Is that what the book was called or did they call no, it? No, like... it was called All New Wolverine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know which book you're talking about. I yeah. haven't read it, but I And she I, is a clone of Logan. She's she... a clone of Laura. Oh, she's yeah, a clone. So she's of a, a double clone. clone. And what's crazy is that there's even more sisters, but spoiler alert, they're not around anymore. Yeah. Um they're all they're all uh they I, all gave I up the superhero lifestyle, you know. Up with a joke and they, they moved away not. to the farm. Yeah, one they could play oh, with other Laura clones. Well, yeah, one's a day. Oh, yeah, they went to the farm. They're on a happy <laughs> farm playing with their sisters. Thanks for explaining <laughs> that to me, guys. <laughs> Milking cows. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, get the claws away. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, I mean, this book ends pretty well, but even though the 12th issue does feel like a tag-on, it does obviously lead into the next books coming right. because Clint is the big cliffhanger mm-hmm. at the end of this book. The bell rings as the door opens and Clint walks in. He's like, hey. Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm the other Hawkeye. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I'm the real Hawkeye. And at the same time, they say, I think I need your help. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking losers. What a great relationship. I know. I love it. Now I'm glad I didn't finish this book. <laughs> um, I love this book. It's good. Oh, wrong button. And I mean, that feels like the perfect kind of ending because, I mean, to keep going back to the Matt Fraction run, we kind of got the opposite in that, which is that she came back from L.A. to like help him finish his right. shit there. So it feels like the right thing that he would now be in California to kind of help yeah. her deal with all this Madam Mask shit because it's, you know, as much as, you know, she is exactly kind of his his rock when he's around i feel like she needs him there to exactly to be able to get that strength to uh be able to overcome these things or she's never going to be able to like get serious enough to get it done you know? yeah for so. sure um let's talk about the show a little bit yeah so i recently finished it i know mm. it's been a while since the show came out it's been a while it's been a while <laughs> and where does the show take place is it in new york mm-hmm. yes it is right? in new york okay. during christmas um and i feel like this show had a lot to do it had to a lot. It's almost like they had a bullet list of things it needed to accomplish right. in the mm-hmm. show, and I don't necessarily think that the show did the best economical way of dealing with every mm-hmm. little issue. Because uh, if we look at it, it had to introduce Echo. Mm-hmm. It had to have the bros in it, the mm-hmm. the Russian bros. Had to had to have the tracksuits. Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> it had to introduce Kate Bishop and mm-hmm. her family. And then it also had to have the swordsman, which is her stepdad. And we had to have Yelena show up and have a whole other controversy going on. So the swordsman is uh, a character? Yes. Yes. Okay. And it had to then linchpin all back onto Kingpin as Mm -hmm. the big like, oop, got to get all those Disney Plus subscribers now, you know? Yeah, and they had to bring Netflix lore into it, too. So you're right. It was quite the... the the um, juggle, yeah, the juggling act, yeah. even to have all, get all these things up in the air and make them, you know, make sense and, yeah, and ma- matter, and not hit the ground, you know, like a fucking egg, you know, <laughs> just splattered, bro. Well, although, although, like you said, it wasn't the most economic way of doing it, I, I do still think they did a really good job. Mm-hmm. For me, um, Echo was the biggest falling out. For yeah, her. it was the, the what fell the most short to me, which is more the fact that I feel like she didn't get like a. Like a very satisfying arc. I mean, like we get to the finishing point we needed her at, but I don't think it did her very much justice along the way where it was just kind of like her being just angry. 
yeah. the entire time, mm-hmm. which is like violent and irrational, you know. And it's like that's you know, there. I would have liked to have seen more of her, m- their manipulation on her side, and yeah. not just so much of her being like, "I want to kill Hawkeye because." Oh, you know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> because I know my dad died from bow and arrow. Oh no, yeah. no, it was Ronan. Yeah. It was the Ronan. Yeah. The Ronan did kill him, but yeah. exactly. Um, I mean, I feel like in a gangster world, she would rationalize that more, yeah. you know, and be like, "Well, he was doing some fucking gangster shit," you know. So, um, besides that, I really did enjoy the show, and I think they yeah. did a good job with a lot of the elements that we they got to play with. One thing that I loved was that it obviously coming out in kind of around the same time as. Spider-Man No Way Home, they yeah. had like a lot of Easter eggs with each other. They yeah. mentioned the new uh, the statue. statue of Liberty in Hawkeye, and then we do, don't ever even get to see it in the show, but then we see it obviously in Spider-Man when they're fighting on it, the mm. fucking yeah. Statue of Liberty with the fucking cap shield. It's Same like thing this. with the Rogers musical. Mm-hmm. You see the signs in the background at the end of Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and then you see the signs still throughout, uh, or the musical throughout all of Hawkeye. Yeah, all of Hawkeye. <laughs> that musical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the after the credits of the last ish, uh, episode, they do like a whole musical number. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Did you not watch it? The musical I number. Guess I didn't. The musical number from the beginning. They do the. In, we get to see the entire musical number at the end. It's pretty corny, oh, but it's done so that. well that you're like, uh, it's kind of done. It, so. well, it's done in such a way that's like this would exist. This yeah. would be real, and <laughs> yeah. I like that it's like an urban version of it. Like, I mean, it's just like a guy in a backwards cap. Yeah. You know, he's like with oh, sunglasses on. That. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the urban style like outfit choices yeah. where they weren't like more superhero or like accurate to how they actually looked. I love that uh <laughs> that Hawkeye was like, that guy's not even there. <laughs> that guy wasn't even there, yeah. You know who wasn't there is that guy. <laughs> even though technically yeah, through man. time travel he was there. Mm-hmm. That's true. He saw he got to see America's ass. Um but yeah, good no call. Uh I think Yelena was pretty good in this show. I agree with my fiance though. She said that it didn't really make sense to Yelena's arc within Black Widow, where it was kind of like um, you would have thought that like she'd be able to take a moment and actually understand what was happening here. And because there's no definite proof that Hawkeye is like standing over her her yeah. sister's dead body with an arrow yeah. in it. You know what I mean? It's so the, that, exactly. It's like grief was used too much as an excuse for just irrational thought. Well, in, for in, every woman in, in this. every woman in this series, yeah. Yeah, and it, it was like fuck, and it, it's it's crazy because all we get, you know. Because even Hawkeye. the mom is the same thing. She's yeah. like, oh, I chose evil because your dad died. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... all, it's all, yeah, I know. Seriously, every woman in the show, every ancillary woman, because yeah. Kate Bishop was written perfectly to a T and acted perfectly to a T. But every other woman that was a uh, road bump for every, for the was main an characters. Em- an emotional wreck. Yes. It's it's almost like, oh man, could you just Oops, drop a little bit of rationality into <laughs> any of these women for a moment? Um. <laughs> You're absolutely right. That, I mean, that's so true. It's kind of a bummer considering that this is a show that was exactly, you know, to promote a now female lead of this character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, it was a bummer to see those characters kind of fall short in their, exactly, the rationale of the situation. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, fuck it, I'm killing you. Yeah. It's like, but why though? Like... <laughs> You got to do what you got to do. Um, I when do you're sad. respect that this is how they introduced Echo, though, mm-hmm. because Echo does have a tie with this man, big, mm-hmm. the big man. Um, no, that is the thing that he's she's like his adopted daughter, essentially, right? I, I, you know, I don't know her origin completely, but yeah, they have like some sort of familial bond. I, I wish I. Knew I wish better. they would have leaned more into that because yeah. we really only get one, well, well two scenes with them. Now but, she's right. going to have her own show where we get to see. We'll all get of to that. see the flashback. We're going to see that D'Onofrio turtleneck some more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was my. Th- it's amazing how much he aged between Daredevil, where I thought he looked so fantastic as the character. Where and this he, one, I felt like I was like, damn, did he like fucking get like the oldest man in the world all of a sudden? Like, dude, when they casted him for the Netflix show back back in the day, I was like. Vincent D'Onofrio was kind of old. Mm-hmm. I was, and he was like, you know, pushing 50 at the time. And so I was like, fuck, I don't know if they can do him for too long. But even still seeing him here, I was like, ah, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. As long as he's as long as he's knocking people across the room, I I'll believe it. And, and honestly, I, the older he looks, the more that'll become intimidating because yeah. it's like, fuck, he's this old and he's still just <laughs> fucking crushing yeah. heads and shit. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> True. Um, but no, her also she, Echo has a deep connection to the Ronin outfit, mm-hmm. as to where when Ronin appeared in 
Bendis's New Avengers, everyone was like, oh, it's Hawkeye. Hawkeye's recently resurrected from the dead. And who else would be it able was Echo. to... Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So Bendis was like, he was reading the message boards and he was like, oh, they guessed it. Eh, I'll just make it Echo. <laughs> Even though the physique throughout all the issues... Was male. It was all male. And so they unmask Ronan. Everyone's like, who's Ronan? You know, they unmask it. It's Echo. And everyone's like, huh. Okay. <laughs> Odd. And so that's, I think that's pretty cool that in a show that hinges all on this costume, the Ronin costume, let's introduce Echo. Because she never got to be Ronin. She was technically the first Ronin in the comics, even though Hawkeye did eventually put the suit on. I just thought that that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, that is. It, it, even exactly, even if it was kind of unintentional from yeah. the start, it's still, that is still a practical reality that she would be the one to take on that mantle, you know? Yeah. So, I'm excited to see her future. I hope yeah. that exactly more justice is done to her character and her own storylines moving yeah. forward, you know? So. Um, before the Moon Knight show comes out, we're going to be reading Bendis's Moon Knight. It's going to bend mm. our minds. And Echo's in it. Oh, got you. So we're going to have some more exposure to Echo there. Well, I don't know shit about Echo. That's good. Um, and then uh, I think the running theory right now, the running rumor right now, is that Echo is not only going to have D'Onofrio in it, but also Charlie Cox as mm-hmm. Daredevil. So I'll be looking just forward to that. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, yeah. Just, just the cock. Just Charlie's cock. <laughs> Um, uh, anything else you guys want to say about the show? It's pretty good. Oh, the swordsman, Paul Damien. Oh, he yeah. is Jack Duquesne. Jack Duquesne. He is the the original trainer of Hawkeye and his brother in the circus. Yeah. Oh, he's okay. the one who taught Hawkeye to be Hawkeye, essentially. So obviously that got retconned for yeah. this series, and he's more of just a goofy guy that's like, "Look at my sword!" Ha ha. But um, I was pretty bummed about that. I, and I, I was bummed for you when I knew who the character was, and seeing as the show was going on, I was like, "Oh, they are not doing the swordsman justice." They put him in as like a Easter like a egg power. name more than anything else. Yeah. yeah. So because uh, the scene where I think it's a cliffhanger where he has his sword up against Clint's, Clint's neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the bishop household, Wait, they hadn't seen each other yet. Yeah, they and I was like, "Ooh, awesome!" I was thinking they were gonna be like they knew each other from Shield a long time ago. I was so hoping for that, uh, and no, they didn't and know no. each other. At goofy, all. goofy, goofy boyfriend. Yeah, who <laughs> which fights, I loved him. Well, who fights guys with guns? I actually with the sword. really liked his character as well. For some reason, a bunch of dudes with guns run right up to him to fight him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need to get close to this needle real quick. <laughs> this big stabby. This big stabby. That's what, that's what I'm going to call swords from now on. The big stabby? Did you, did you, did you Careful, like he's joke? got a big stabby. Yeah. <laughs> About calling uh, needles sharpies. <laughs> I, I barely got that joke. But yeah, in the group chat. Um, yeah. Uh, Lucky was cute also. Yeah. Lucky was cute. Always. Yeah. yeah. Can't, can't beat a one-eyed dog. Lucko. Um, no. But yeah, no, I agree with you that I think anybody who watched the Hawkeye series and really did enjoy it and would maybe want more Kate Bishop right now, this would be a great comic book to pick up. It feels like it leaves off in a place mm-hmm. that makes sense coming out of the show. Mm-hmm. And I really think that a lot of the stuff that we read in this will probably be like this stuff in the future of the show, you know, yeah. like season two kind of shit. I would love to see Madame Mask in the I would love Marvel Universe. for too. But in an environment like a TV series where we could see like her like fucking with her in different ways episode to episode, you know what I mean? Yeah. It could even be more episodic or it's like it's this fucking, you know, ultimate evil that's just like constantly screwing with her life in California. We could even have Kate Bishop retcon to LA and I think that would be a great thing she for Marvel to, to do. She could be exactly she could be our first West Coast Avenger truly. And I think that they should be... make the fucking young Avengers West Coast Avengers. Mm-hmm. I know Miss Marvel is like fucking extremely tied to jersey wisconsin or whatever <laughs> uh she's like a big jersey head um <laughs> but i know the idea of them just all going she to call it being at that college age you know would be the perfect excuse you know i think kate bishop is already in college right yes yeah so ant-man is in san francisco have them all go to the east coast all the kids ant-man will be like their tutor over 
And that's per- Paul Rudd. Fuck yeah, it. that'd be amazing. Can you imagine Paul Rudd being like the? That sounds phenomenal. To the, be honest, the Young Avengers like coach. Well, and they're like putting on. They're like coming up with. A, they're gonna heist Madame Mask. Oh He's, no! They, they go no. to him and they're like, "We need to steal this." She has Cap's original shield or something, oh, and they're like, "We gotta man. get it back." Or she got it from Kingo. Yeah. <laughs> she got it from Kingo. This sounds so good, especially because. Um, Paul Rudd, you know, the Ant-Man yeah. that he plays, is so good with kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Like, perfect. And so I feel like he'd also be, like, one of the people to relate with them the most, mm-hmm. even though I feel like... Yeah, he, he like, would help a bunch of teenagers rob yeah. somebody because <laughs> yeah. they would be able to convince him that it was the right thing to do. Yeah. But That's I feel true. like characters like Kate Bishop would fuck with him so hard. Yeah. she'd be I like, would love to She'd be it. misleading him constantly. Yeah, but all yeah. his aunts would like her more. <laughs> so they'd, they'd be like, y'all supposed to listen to me. And they can do the Ant-Man on the Arrow thing again. Mm-hmm. And they could do the Ant-Man on the Arrow thing again. They, then they could do the Ant-Man on the Arrow thing again. You're an alcoholic. And then Clint could show up. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about Donny Cates' Thanos. <gasps> and I think it's issues what? 13 through 18. We're also going to be talking about Cosmic Ghost Rider by Donny Cates. Slash Thanos. Uh, I think the art is by Jeff Shaw. Donny Cates, we're coming for you, man. And then, and then, and then we party. Sorry. (laughs) I'm going to cut that. (laughs) (laughs) My name's Rod and I like to party. Yeah, the art is by Jeff Shaw. Okay, cool. Um, So yeah, uh, come back for that. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. It is. It's the first appearance of Cosmic Ghost Rider. So. Dang. If nobody oh, knows okay. what Cosmic Ghost Rider is, he's fucking fun. It yeah. looks awesome. So. He's Ghost Rider in space. You can't wait for us to all go read it and be like, this shit was so fucking crazy. Do you know anything about Cosmic Ghost Rider, Paul Damien? I do not. I don't oh. think it's yeah. Let's Let's keep okay, it spoiler cool. free cool, because cool, cool, there's cool. a lot of elements about Cosmic Ghost Rider that are He's, he's Ghost Rider dope. in space. <laughs> yeah, he, that's right. you're right. Wonderful. Okay, so come back for that. Follow us on Instagram. That's going to be in the show notes below. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you guys give us a five-star... Should we read one of those? Should we? Uh, It'll take me a minute to pull it up. We'll read one on Friday. How about we only read them on Friday episodes? Okay. So come back this Friday to hear a review. We read them if you guys give us five stars. So go ahead and do that for us. So we're getting a little, we're getting a little down in the dirty. We're gonna have a lot of just true grit in that next episode. So we will uh, see y'all in the west, or we'll see y'all another time. Bye bye. Bye guys. I don't want to go to the west. Where's my son?